This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Myself, of course, Charlie's with me today. My son, Richard, will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. I'll have a guest at about 420 also that received a garage makeover from General Motors because they own a Bolt, which, yeah, I thought that'd be kind of fun. We'll talk about that. I also had a guest that was supposed to be joining us now to talk about electric vehicles in some sort of a mix-up. I'll be quite frank. I think this electric vehicle expert figured out who I am and at the last minute bailed, thinking probably I would get into things that maybe they felt uncomfortable talking about. I'm not that kind of a guy. I, you know, pretty well get along when it comes to interviews. And I don't know there's some folks that are on the the far, far, far left that, you know, I talk to and interview and so on. And, you know, I make it I don't make it awkward. I don't think, Charlie, I think I make it pretty decent, especially when it comes to these types of topics. But anyways, I'm guessing that Somebody figured out who I am and didn't particularly care for the uh, the types of topics and opinions that I have. That's okay. I can talk about this topic anyways without this individual. So it's not a huge issue. And the topic was going to be why people may be more interested in electric cars outside of the environment. In other words, some folks buy them and has nothing to do with the environment. I'm one of them. I believe there's others out there that are the same way. And I wanted to talk about this topic today anyways, because I feel like, and I, and I was going to mention this in the roundtable discussion on EVs, but I never got around to doing it. But this is something I want a lot of you conservatives to think about. And again, I'm not somebody that wants to force anything upon anyone. I don't believe in that. I like the free market. I think things should be done that way in general and EVs especially should be bought the same exact way. No government subsidies. Nobody should be pushing them. If you want to own one, be my guest. If you don't, that's fine too. I own a plethora of vehicles. New, old, mostly ICE. I have one EV. For everybody, that maybe I need to say this. EV is electric vehicle. Not electronic vehicle like Bob Duco says. It's the electric vehicle. They all have electronics, even new cars. And then ICE means internal combustion engine. It's just the way of making that faster. So there's EV versus ICE. ICE makes it sound like it's a cold vehicle. No, ICE stands for internal combustion engine, which is everything other than a EV, basically. Now, there are hybrids, which, if you think about it, is the combo of an ICE and an electric vehicle. So a hybrid has a 
ICE engine, along with an electric system, battery, and motors, and so on, that drive the vehicle. Typically on a, on a hybrid, and there's different types, but in general, the hybrid is charging the battery and helping with propulsion as well as the battery itself. And it's an intricate system whereby they use the engine to charge and also propel the vehicle down the road as well. I'm not, it's kind of like Dr. Kelly talking about you know, COVID and the vaccines and all of that. I'm not going to get into all of that. Uh, but that's essentially how it works. And again, I'm not against anybody owning them. But what I'm going to say is I do think that certain conservatives, instead of just poo-pooing EVs, if you find it something that you might actually enjoy and you want to drive and it works for you, then so be it. Quit worrying about what the world thinks around you, even other conservatives, when it comes to buying an EV. If you think it's something that would work for you and you enjoy driving it, and, and by the way, they are a blast to drive. That's a whole nother topic that uh, I may get into during this segment, may not, just depends on how this goes. Don't have a ton of time, but uh, again, people buy EVs other than the environment. Yes, there's a lot of lefties that are buying them thinking they're saving the planet. They're not. I know that. They don't. But I think that's where we as, as you know, conservatives and, and folks that look at things differently could educate them on the fact that you're not saving the planet by buying any new car, by the way. You, if you really want to save the planet, I guess, walk. And even that has things to do with the planet. Joe, welcome. What's going on? John, I would be thrilled if 10% of the population was, was owning and driving EVs. you know why? Why? Because it would drop the demand for gasoline. And True. if we had a 10% surplus, if you change this supply-demand balance by 10%, True. gas would plummet. Good point. Gas would plummet. We'd be back below $2 to $2 a barrel. By the way, just to put it in perspective, there are 250 million vehicles in the United States, some car, passenger cars. Yep. Only two million are EVs. And really, and really quick too, Joe, I want to make sure I, I, I clarify that. That's registered vehicles. There's likely, you know, probably 275 to 300 million cars out there. A lot of them are just stored in garages. They might be driven on a weekend here or there. They're just not registered. You just don't see them registered with it with the, you know the county clerks and the DMVs. There are more vehicles than that. Trust me. Right, but even and John. I, Complete agreement, but but you know right now we're one percent EV of the registered vehicles. Right. If we could even get to five percent, oh, huge difference. Yeah. And again, the, you don't have to change the su- supply demand balance by much to get a huge. I think I gave the example of the bottles, nineteen bottles of water and right. twenty thirty people. You change that balance by five percent. And by the way, my wife, I don't think she's in the two years we've been in New Jersey, I don't think she's taken a trip longer than 26 miles. So it would work you perfect know. for her. Yeah. And if the uh, next car we buy for her will probably be an EV because her longest trip is 52 miles. Good for you. 52, 52 miles round trip. Now, if we want to take a long trip, we're going to take my Telluride. And, you and, know? You know, and again, Joe, you're, you're, you're really expanding on what I said a moment ago. I really think that conservatives especially need to rethink this whole, well, I, I'm never buying an EV. Why? I mean, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask that again. Why? I mean, if you're what you're talking about, Joe, with your wife, and I own one. I mean, there's a reason why I do. I wanted to learn about them and the ins and outs and so on. But I will also tell you, Joe, that there are some advantages to owning one, and I think a lot of conservatives poo-poo that without ever really looking at the big picture. 
in, out in Long Island, I used to live in Long Island many years ago, and people had what they call train station cars. They would go in the morning from their house to the train station, four, five, six miles away, park the car, take the train into the city, come home at night, get in their car, drive back to the house. You know, yep. they were doing 12, you know, 10 to 12 miles a day. EVs, are, by the way, as you know, those little five-mile trips are, are, are hard on a regular car. Hard and regular cars, yes. you know, they ride out the mufflers yes. and everything else. So I, I think an EV for a, what they call a station car is perfect for, you know, if you have a you know, big S, ice SUV to, you know, go on long trips, you want to go up in the mountains, you know, pack it full, and, and you want to have an around-town car, you know, for short trips, I think it's the perfect balance. I, I think it is, too. And, again, as owning one, Joe, I'll just tell you, between, you know, my wife and I, it's really funny. I mean, we, I've, you know me. I've got a plethora of vehicles. I, I'm the anomaly. I realize most people aren't me. I'm a car guy. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where, you know, of course, the kids are grown and gone. And, you know, things change a little bit, you know, economically speaking and so on. And you've got an opportunity to do some things that you weren't doing when you were raising a tribe. And so I'm at that stage in life where I can do a few things like that and, and buy some vehicles that, you know, I've always wanted to have. And, and do some either restoration or buy a new vehicle. Either way, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's a vehicle that I want to own. I don't have to own, and I'm in a unique situation. But on the same token, Joe, with all of that being said, and I really have the opportunity to almost drive whatever I want to at any given time, guess what we normally hop in? The EV. Yep. Yeah. We just, it, it, because it's, it's fun, it's super, super sporty, it's easy to park because it's in my case it's not very big and I realize you buy a regular full size you know Tesla it's a regular size sedan but you know and the other thing too Joe and this is something that I'm not agreeing with I'm just saying it's out there I'm not the one that established these these policies and what a lot of cities and towns do but they make owning an EV very very convenient because the parking is up front and they typically will either have a charge station there that's free or it's a nominal cost which makes it really easy to drive there and park all the Walgreens and the CVSs uh, that I've seen now have put charging stations right by the front door. I, it's, it's an incentive. And, and again, I know that it's not the conservative slash American way of doing things. They're trying to you know, force feed a product. I get that, Joe. But on the same token, I'm, I'm not going to go. I mean, if that parking place is there and I can plug in and charge and it's especially free, am I going to? Absolutely, I will. Sure. Why wouldn't yeah, I? Like and I'm going to, you know, John, as I said, I would probably buy one for my next car, and I would encourage my friends to buy them in the right situation. Um, but now, does it do anything for the environment? And it's, the actually, no. Joe, a great, great, great uh, segue, uh, and I've got a guess in about five minutes, but really quickly, you and I both know, if you're looking to save the environment, actually, it's the worst thing you could do to the environment, buying one. Yes, and I'll talk real quick, wind and solar. Wind and solar on average provides 11% of our power on a good calm on a good windy day when there's no, when it's you know 75 70 degrees and there's no heating no cooling going on you might even get up to 40 to 50% on a sunday afternoon right. with a breeze blowing but wind and solar is always part of the base load the power company says hey if there's wind and solar we're going to grab that first right. and then we're going to augment that with coal and natural gas fired power plants That's right so once you go past that base load, any additional load you put on the grid is going to be met by burning That's more, right. fossil fuels, exactly. more fossil fuels. So your electric car, which adds incremental load to the grid, that incremental load is going to be handled by burning additional fossil fuel because you can't magically create more wind turbines overnight. Wind turbine power is the first power used 
but on average, it's only providing 11% of the demand. The other 89% of the demand is being met by fossil and, and coal. And if you add another car to it, you just, yep. you're going to burn some more coal. Yep, that's exactly right. Joe, as always, appreciate you, man. Good stuff, as always. Uh, do I have the next Joe? Is Joe online? Okay. Joe, you're next. So, Joe, too. Go ahead. Thank you. I, I know my time is short here. No, go ahead. You're fine. I mentioned a couple of things. One is I strongly object to the government subsidization yep. uh, for, for the poor people to subsidize uh, people's Teslas, you know, $90,000 yep. a year. Agree. That, that drives me nuts. It's a regressive thing. You got so it. That's A. B is our, our network, our electrical network currently is not set up to handle everybody owning an EV nope. or even half the people or even a third of the people. 10% it would is, be tough. 10% would be tough. It's like plugging in 32 refrigerators into That's your right. house. That's right. That is the equivalent. And so you want to drop the grid on your neighborhood, just have four or five people buy EVs and plug them in to charge. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a world of trouble with it. Uh, the other thing, too, is their, their lifespan versus the, uh, the, the risks that go along with uh, recycling the materials and the possibility of fires. And those fires are nasty fires when they burn. They are. So they, it is... We get a rosy picture from the media. And it ain't as rosy as it looks, and I'm living proof. You know, And, again, that's why I, wanted to, why I wanted to buy one and learn more about it, Joe, which I did, and you were spot on on everything. So the, the only thing I would say is we should consider uh, lead-acid batteries because they are 100% recyclable. They are. Uh, they're not they're not the same efficiencies, but for short trips, basically it's a golf cart. You know, it's a, you get a modified golf cart. Uh, that has a roll cage, you know, and you mm. got a lot of the benefits there for a little around the town shopping, you know, vehicle. True. Good point. Uh, and some towns do that, by the way, even on the kind of the golf cart end of it. Joe, I got to run. Appreciate it very much. Uh, got to take a quick break. Our next guest is going to join us here shortly, so don't go anywhere. Affordable Mortgage Mortgages next. Kurt Rogers, by the way, anything you need when it comes to your mortgage needs, give Kurt a call today, 720-895-0500. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once, and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Absolute Electrical, folks. $300 off right now. Their quiet, cool system, which will save you energy all year long, not just in the summertime, wintertime as well. 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet, cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. 
According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new quiet cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your quiet cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Folks, High Five Plumbing, they want to help you with all your plumbing needs, and they're looking for help as well. So they've got a great apprentice program for plumbers also, but they need office help, warehouse help, you name it. They're there for you. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Bruce Simmons, American Liberty Mortgage. If you've been interested in a reverse mortgage but don't know that much about it or you've heard all sorts of wives' tales, you know, negativities towards it, get the real scoop from Bruce. He'll explain how it works for you specifically. 303-467-7821. Your parents think you want their house when they die, but you don't care about the house. You just want your parents to be financially secure in retirement. Call KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist, Bruce Simmons, today. Tell them about your parents' situation. Then, set up a meeting so you can all talk together. You know, a lot of seniors hesitate to look into reverse mortgages because they think their kids want the house, but they've never actually asked their kids. The truth is, you don't want the house. You'd much rather make sure your parents can live comfortably in their home for years to come. Plus, your parents can still leave you the house with a reverse mortgage. Sure, some of the equity may be used up. But just like with any other mortgage, all of the remaining equity goes to the heirs when the homeowners pass away. Don't let your parents make financial decisions based on false information. Call Bruce Simmons today, 303-467-7821. Ask him about a reverse mortgage for your mom and dad. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. And we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Pamela Talley joining us now. Pamela, did I see your last name correctly? You did, yes. Great. Appreciate it very much. You are a fellow Bolt owner. I own one as well, but I wasn't lucky enough to uh, get the uh, the uh, garage makeover that was done by Chevrolet. Talk about <laughs> that, if you would. So, I, First of all, how did, how did that all come about? <laughs> um, it's kind of a crazy story. Um, I... I'm a Bolt fan. I'm a fanatic, I suppose. Oh, I, I, I love mine. I'm, I'm on my I'm on my second ones. I have an EUV now, not the not the first regular one. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I I like mine a lot. Oh, fun. 
I, I think people who drive them fall in love with them, um, like I have. So I'm just a really big fan and had gotten connected with Chevy um, a couple years ago, and they reached out to me about doing this. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate for EV ownership. Uh, so I think it was a, sort of a perfect match for this super fun garage makeover. So what did they do as far as the garage itself goes? I've seen the pictures, but explain to everybody what they actually did. It's kind of cool. It's, it was wild. Um, I couldn't believe it, honestly. I mean, it's a totally genuine reaction that you saw. They uh, transformed my garage into basically a gas station without the gas. Um, so there were snacks. There's a slushy machine. There's a beverage cooler. There was coffee, um, a, a hot dog warmer. All I mean, everything you could even imagine. That's cool. It was wild. It's, you know, it looks really good. It's very <laughs> cool. And the way they did the, you know, the, the bolt, kind of the... The trademark is, of course, the you know that blue color. It's again very, very cool. And and, and yeah, I mean, I, I've I've enjoyed mine. I got one early in 2020, and I'm on my second one now. And yeah, I I have, I, I talk about it all the time. I'm I'm very pleased with what I have, and, and I'm the first to tell everyone that you know is an EV for everyone. No, I mean you you know some of the limitations. I know some limitations, but there's a lot of folks sure. out there that I think sure. would benefit from them. They just need to to probably, how should I say this, Pamela, just rethink it a little bit differently on, you know, what they do. But I mean, I, mine, shoot, we, you know, I'm a guy that I, I'm a, I'm not only a Chevy fan, but I've got a lot of other vehicles as well. I've got really kind of a mini okay. fleet, if you would. So I have the ability to really kind of hop in anything <laughs> I want to hop in and go drive it from a new C8 to, to whatever. And the reality is, though, Pamela, we, my wife and I, for the most part, the one we hop in and drive the most is still the Bolt. Uh, we, my husband and I, fight over who gets to drive it. There you go. Um, we'll ask. We like plan in advance. Are you going to have the bolt, or am I going to have? We the bolt? do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do exactly um, the same it, thing. It's hilarious. Well, that's great. It's um, perfect. Okay, so when it when it came to you know you, you know redoing it and everything, I mean, I'm assuming you already had a you probably already had a, a, a charge station inside and all of that, so they didn't have to redo any of that. They just basically just did a garage makeover for you to make it look really cool. Um, so we had been charging at home just using our normal level one charger, the same thing you would charge your phone um, or plug your blender into. Um, and we had never had. A, so you didn't problems, have a level two charger? We were actually, no, we, we oh. never had. I didn't wow. realize how awesome it oh, was. Oh, man, that's the only um, way to go. He was able to. Yeah, they helped us out getting a level two charger, and awesome. it has been a game changer oh, it's in, huge. A, in a way I wasn't expecting. Oh, no, that's um, the only, I mean, I I, I've not ever done it, I'll be honest, I'm the opposite of you. I've never done the 120-volt charger. I've always, you know, I mm. guess because I'm kind of a handy guy and I had the ability to, I, I, I cheated. I will tell you this, Pamela, I shopped around. <laughs> I knew when I was going to get my bolt, and so I started looking around even before I got the car, and I was I was lucky enough to find a charge point return charge level two charge station on amazon for half price i was really lucky oh, i nice. just happened to look on a particular oh, nice. day and i bought that and and again i'm handy enough to where i was able to wire my own garage and do everything the way it was you know the way it's supposed to be and all that so i was lucky to do that so I, it didn't cost me a lot to put my level two in but i've never done it the other way and the level two is the only way to go it's super fast in a way that i i wasn't realizing that like i would want um, because honestly, the level one charger was perfect for the type of driving that we do. I think it's like how probably 90% of Coloradans drive, um, where we take it up 
to the mountains for maybe a mountain bike ride after work. Um, we you know, run errands. I go to the grocery store. I pick up my chicken food and hay for my, I've got chickens in my backyard. Um, and mostly I kind of, I cart around my daughter and my dog mm-hmm. and then I come home and I charge it. And I've just never, I've never really had an issue um, because it, it, I, I feel like it never really dips below like 90 miles range for me, which is now you're doing 50 sufficient. miles in an hour back, back charging back up. That's yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty fun. Um, nice. Uh, a really different experience, but it's, I've, I've never felt hindered by the level one charging. The level two is really sweet. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Pamela, again, it's been a joy talking to you again, fellow bolt owner myself and, and love the vehicle. I think it's a, uh, how should I say this? Uh, it's one of those vehicles that I don't think gets enough credit. Uh, you know, everybody's out buying no. Teslas and they're buying Model 3s and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And I will tell you right now that mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, that that Bolt is every bit of a of a, of a Model 3, and I'll, I'll take mine hands down every day of the week. Oh, me too. It's And I hope everyone can test drive one because it is a thrill to it drive. It is. It is. A, it's a blast. It's the funnest car I own. I, yeah. I'll just say it that way. It literally, literally <laughs> is the funnest car I own. And I own some pretty nice cars, and that one's a blast. So, Pamela, it's been a joy it talking is. to you. Thank you very much, by the way. I really appreciate your time. Of course. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Fun. Have a great night. And, uh, yeah, and again, folks, that's, you know, go back to what I t- opened up this particular hour with is that I really wish more conservatives – would not be so anti-EV and really sort of open up their their mind to, okay, is this something that would work for me? And I think, this is my own opinion, I think folks on our side of the aisle have this fear that if they buy one, they've somehow, you know, drank the Kool-Aid. Well, I've owned one now for two and a half years. I haven't drank the Kool-Aid. You guys know me. I haven't changed any, any of my political beliefs, how I look at things, how I look at life. Uh, I'm a car guy. I'm a technology guy. I also love the technology that's in the EV sides of things. Uh, I will tell you that it's, again, it's one of the best car experiences that I've ever had as far as actually driving it, using it, and so on. And it's one of those things, and, and Pamela said it a moment ago, if you've never driven one, do, and it actually might change your mind. And again, some of you, you know, it may not work for it all. I get that. For some people, they can't go out and buy a second or third car. I get that as well. I also agree with Joe, number two, that called in a moment ago, uh, right before Pamela, on the subsidies. Yeah, by the way, on Chevys, they have some of the least amount, if any, left because they've used up all their credit. So they really don't have many subsidies left. So the reality is you're just buying a Chevy Bolt and buying a Chevy Bolt. There's really not much there credit-wise when it comes to buying one. Them and Tesla are the same way because they've been the leaders in that, and that's another one that's not fair the way the government even did that. The folks that were the leaders that put the most into the technology end of things are now getting penalized because they sold more cars than everyone else, which means they have less credits left. Will this last bill that has passed change any of that? Uh, There's an article I may talk about with my son Richard here in a few minutes that I don't think so, folks. Reality is, and by the way, I'm fine with that. There doesn't need to be any subsidies on any of them. You should buy it for what it is and what it will do for you and your life period. And no, you never buy a car, in my opinion, environmentally speaking, because any new car is doing more harm, if that's how you're looking at it, more harm to the environment than the car you're currently driving ever will. And I'm, I will at some point come up with the actual dollars or the actual barrels of oil that it takes to build a new car at some point here, you know, EV versus new car. It's not out there, but I'll figure it out. Golden Eagle Financial is up next. Al Smith wants to help you with all of your 
financial needs, uh, you know, getting into retirement, staying there, and having enough to, you know, to combat inflation and so on like we're going through right now, 303-744-1128. A trustworthy advisor who's well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. All right, speaking of cars, Extreme Auto Repair wants to help you with all of your vehicle needs. And don't forget, they have Cooper tires they sell at cost as well. 303-841-1071. Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problem solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme. All right, K&R Home Transitions. Again, don't let the market fool you. Don't let interest rates fool you. There are still some deals out there, and K&R can help you with all of that. K&R Home Transitions. Uh, call the ladies today. Find them at klzradio.com. Renting is not an investment. Catherine and Robin, co-founders of K&R Home Transitions, want you to focus on building your wealth through a home purchase. By continuing to rent from others, You're robbing yourself of an investment that gives you potential to grow your wealth. Equity is capital in your home, and you can build that equity up over time. You want to increase your financial worth, so why not also do that with your home too? With help from K&R Home Transitions, you can learn how to climb the property ladder to turn a profit. Once you're invested, you can use your equity to keep moving upward with help from Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions. Get ideas that build the financial momentum of your home investment with experts like Catherine and Robin. So, kick off your journey and start building your wealth wisely with K&R Home Transitions. Visit klzradio.com home to invest in your home. Honor your Christian and conservative values and choose what is best for your children's education. 
Colorado Heritage Education School System loves to serve homeschooling families who are seeking to supplement their own at-home education with in-person classes taught from a biblical perspective. Colorado Heritage has served the needs of Christian homeschoolers in northern Colorado for over 30 years. They offer a K-12 academy with over 40 classes, all taught with a traditional biblical perspective and worldview. They also offer an independent school and a high school diploma program. Colorado Heritage Education School System would love to serve your family in the 2022-2023 school year. Please check out their website, coloradoheritage.org, and set up a time to meet with their principal. Colorado Heritage does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national, and ethnic origin in administration of its policies. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Barb with the United Way of Weld County said, We are very happy with the copiers we currently have and your customer service is exceptional. Doug is a great technician and is always prompt in coming out whenever we have a problem with one of our copiers. Thanks again for your wonderful partnership and customer service. I'm glad we are working with you. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And my son, uh, Richard, joining me now, and I wanted to dovetail into sort of the EV talk that we opened up with, and I mentioned this earlier in the week, Richard, that... You know, wanted to start with the EV talk, which I did and didn't get a chance to get into quite as depth of it as maybe I would have wanted to. You and I might get into it a little bit more. But also wanted to dovetail that into the fact that uh, in, in light of that, I think in light of where some of uh, you know the manufacturers are headed with the EV growth and the fact that I think manufacturers probably feel pushed that way. And I think a lot of them are very woke. Um, there's no denying that. A lot of these manufacturers are woke, so they feel like they have to head that direction. In turn, you're going to see a lot of the big V8 vehicles like the you know, Dodge Challenger and some of the other vehicles like that go away in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, you are. And actually, I was talking with some, with some family and some friends over, over the past week or so, and, and that was actually a, a topic that came up. And I, I think, you know, I haven't even mentioned this yet. I think manufacturers are embracing this, you know, this transition away from the, the VH and that sort of thing because they want to be part of that. They know Congress and, or I should say the left is going to push them that direction because as we know, the left doesn't view, well, they, they don't believe in capitalism. Even though they say they do, they don't, right? They want to force people into the direction that they feel they should go, i.e., you know, COVID vaccines and things of that nature, right? But I think that manufacturers are going to actually jump on this. And the reason I say that is I think manufacturers will be able to will do this, and then I think they're going to the, – because the V8 engine isn't like it's going to disappear, right? And it will, in essence, from Stellantis, who owns you know the, the Dodge, who does the Challengers, and who does the Chargers and the TRXs and all these big V8 um, vehicles, right? Because that's what they've said, that they're really, they really are, I think, after this year, getting rid of these V8 vehicles. But I think that it's actually going to transition into allowing them to do special editions right? Maybe mm. they come out with a 500 vehicle release of a V8 Challenger, mm. right? And it's got, you know, 900 horsepower. They really stoop this thing up and they sell this thing for $125,000 a pop, right? And it's a one of 500 vehicle. And this is something that European manufacturers have done for many years now, right? They've brought out special editions of vehicles or maybe not even special editions, but maybe they've just got a little bit different, right? They, Audi did that 
a number of years ago with an R8, right? They did the rear rear wheel drive only version of that car rather than all wheel drive. They didn't change anything on the car. They just didn't put a you know right a front you know front wheel drive the ability to run to run the front wheels. And so they didn't do anything. So I think it's going to be an opportunity for that. But however, you and I are, are in agreement. It's going to be few and far between for people to be able to capitalize on some of these fun cars, right? Some of these fun V8 muscle cars that you grew up with, right? Mm-hmm. I've gotten to you know, use and love and enjoy, and it's partly due to that push from the mainly from the government, like you said. And that I will say this: I'm not going to let the auto manufacturers off the hook. It is them, as you said just jumping in two feet into the wokeness because they feel like it it, it makes them feel better about climate change and all of the other stuff. It's really not. And what they can do that as CEOs, because you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, right? When CEOs make decisions, they can sort of throw their hands up if it doesn't work. Right. They can say, well, the government's making us do this. Yeah. And I think a lot of them, if if it doesn't work, that's what some of them will do. And I, and again, I, I don't think that's, what they should be looking at. It's interesting, too, because there was a, a, I won't say who put this on, but there was a conference recently, and a lot of my clients went to this conference, and I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to throw you know, anybody under the bus by any means. But at this conference, there were some speakers there, and these are folks in the industry that I have a lot of respect for. I mean, I think these are people that are very educated. They know the market. They look at the market. I mean, this is a, this is a, a situation where this particular company um, relies on where the market is headed to stay in business. So believe me, they look at this market very, very closely to know what's going on. Their predictions by 2040 of where EV saturation is going to be, government says it'll be 40%. These guys are claiming if it reaches 6 they'll be surprised. And frankly, Richard, I don't think they're that far off, which if that ends up being the case... There are some manufacturers out there, General Motors being one of them, who I love, who I own a lot of vehicles of. But if they if they continue down the path Mary Barr has got them on right now, th- they could really be in for a world of hurt if they don't sell the amount of vehicles that they're planning on. Well, and, and that's the thing is you're is you're 100 percent correct. There's not a well, it's not foolproof, right, Dad? That that everyone wants to make you think that it is. You know, it's not this. You know, everyone's going to jump two feet into the EV market, same way that not everyone jumped into, you know, COVID. And, and here's the, the same way that not everyone jumped into the smartphone, right? If we really want to kind of go down a separate path, it takes people, you know, it, well, number one, it takes manufacturers making it an affordable and an attractive thing to do so rather than just the government or these manufacturers limiting it. Because you and I both know they have continued to make refinements to the internal combustion engine right. for the last 50 years. Now, there's been larger changes in some years, right, and less changes. But it wasn't that long ago, Dad, that, you know, if you were running a V8 down the road, you were running on all eight cylinders all the time. Correct. Well, now they've got it to where you can deactivate the thing, and it's a four-cylinder. Correct. For half the time. Correct. And you and I, and let me clarify, you and I are not on the page of others where, where we say, and I don't know who anyone's out here, we're not saying no electric at all, right? We no, I own think one. That there's a place, place exactly. But here's the thing: I think, and even on you, know, obviously, people know we're on the commercial side, right? I think there's a place for the hybrid stuff that some of these manufacturers mm, have done, and they need to be putting more effort and energy into that, which then gets you gradually transitioning people over to where you get into then plug-in hybrids, 
right, which you and I have test driven right. several or many, many times now. And then that's when you slowly do it, right? You can't get everyone to jump two feet in. And then when these manufacturers are doing this, and they're doing it with some of their most critical vehicles, I just don't get it. I don't understand where they're coming from. I I don't either. And I think, you know, even this last week, the Ford Lightning, which, again, what kind of truck is that going to be? How's it going to work? There's a lot of folks out there now testing them. Uh, it's, It's funny. As they, got, as they get them out into the real world, they put trailers behind them, loads on them, and so on. They're really seeing what the real world does to them, which, uh, you know, your, your your longevity or your, your range really, you know, starts to get drawn back when you're running air conditioning, full blast, you've got a full load you're towing, and so on. Their their length of, uh, you know, their, their range really, really gets shortened. And Ford just came out recently and, and raised the total price of a Lightning by about 6500 bucks because the battery cost they're realizing is that much higher. Well... Uh, again, Richard, I think as as he's and again, I'm not against you. You know this. You you of all people know I'm not against new technology. I love technology. I love the new things that come in a lot of the new cars. I know there's a lot of folks out there listening to me that hate it. I get it. Teach his own, but I love the technology. I love the lane keep assist. I love the super cruise on my new Bolt, where literally it drives itself. I mean, I like those things. I like learning about those things. I don't like the fact that they get shoved down people's throats. I'm not a subsidy guy. You know that. I want the free market to dictate what gets bought and how quickly certain markets move. And my fear is, and this this is, I'll be honest, this is my biggest fear with EVs. They have a place. They really work really well for certain individuals. I'm one of them. And my fear is if they keep shoving it down people's throats, there might be a certain amount of people that just flat out say, I'm never going to own one, when frankly, they might be able to benefit from one, but because the government and this push has tainted them so, they may never own one because of that. And that's my fear. And I think that's dumb on the part of the the government, by the way. Well, again, and it goes back to what we were saying, which is the government is not allowing the free market to actually take over and get people to migrate where we need to be right because this idea and this whole idea for evs and stuff isn't from the ev stuff although the ev lobbyists are really good it's from the climate change side of stuff right global warming and greenhouse gas emissions and all the other bogus nonsense that they're putting out there when you and i have looked and and done the research to see that no yes do we are we in the climate change yes because we live in a dynamic yeah the climate's always changing and i i follow some folks by the way outside of even who's on air with us that would not consider themselves to be conservative at all. These are just, you know, these are people that understand climate. They understand the earth. They're scientists and so on. I follow some of these folks and they'll be the first ones to tell you that, you know, get your facts straight. The reality is we live on a dynamic planet that's always changing. It always will be. So stop calling some things what they aren't. Otherwise you're going to end up in trouble. And that's exactly what's happened to that movement. They're in trouble because everything that they do continues to change. Well, and again, and we got to run to break here in a second, but I, I, you're 100% correct. Stop forcing people to do something. If it is good, if it is as good as they make it seem that it is, and, and then, like you said, in, in a lot of cases it is, people will naturally gravitate to it, right, as it gets cheaper, right? The minute you can start going to get electric vehicles, Dad, for $25,000, man, that's going to be a pretty big changing moment Agreed. for a lot of people that will really strongly consider it. Now, there's got to be some other infrastructure in there, which, we'll, which you know, we can talk about at some point in time. But I, just wait for the free market because it's catching up, right? Yep. It's yep. getting better with this battery building all that. But then the government, and I'm not sure if we'll get to this next thing or not, comes in and does what they've done with these tax credits, and they've just screwed everything up once again. I agree. All right, we'll be right back. American National Insurance is next again. 
My agent, Paul Lewinberger, uh, you know, I mentioned this earlier, the Marshall Fire and the fact that eight out of 10 of those policyholders were underinsured, which frankly, in that area, it's, it's inexcusable. But I will tell you, that's probably the way it is in most neighborhoods everywhere, rich or poor. Don't let that be you. Make sure that you are properly insured, and Paul can help you with that. 303-662-0789. Every time you use insurance, it costs you down the road. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance rewards you when you make responsible decisions. When times get tough, the first thing people want to do is cut their coverage. Cut back too much, and it'll cost you more than you thought you were saving. Paul Lewinberger's rebate program incentivizes you to delay gratification. When you don't make a claim for three years, you'll get a rebate. He'll make sure you're properly covered so that when you need to make a claim, you'll have what you need to be made financially whole again. When you're reliable, Paul Lewinberger gives you some money back. When you're facing economic hardship or otherwise, get properly insured with Paul. You'll get a return on the money you invested in your financial stability. Work with Paul Lewinberger. Call 303-662-0789. Call Paul at 303 303- 662-0789 for home and auto insurances that save you down the road. Michael Bailey Law, make sure that your estate is in order. He's mobile. He'll come to you. That's why he's our mobile estate planner. 720-394-6887. Follow the Michael Bailey philosophy to enjoy this day. Do the thing you don't want to do first. Every day, Michael does whatever he doesn't want to do first. Then he no longer has to do it. Michael enjoys his days. Right now, you can enjoy the rest of your day by calling Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner. Then you will no longer need to think about what will happen to your stuff after you die. So go ahead. Enjoy your day. Call KLZ's mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, right now. Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush who is a small business owner and business-slash-life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today. We want to hear from you. How do you listen to KLZ 560 and when? Go to KLZRadio.com, then go to the About tab and click on KLZ Listener Survey to fill it out. Three lucky people will win a gas card worth $100. You must fill out the survey by August 31st to be eligible. Again, go to KLZRadio.com, click About at the top, and fill out the KLZ Listener Survey to enter to win one of three $100 gas cards. Remember, you have to enter by August 31st to be eligible. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Appreciate all of you joining us, by the way. And, and Richard, one thing, and Charlie and I were just kind of talking about this at break, which this is my fear of 
things like this being pushed in the way they have been pushed. There is some great technology, and some of these cars, frankly, are phenomenal. I mean, they'll have a high range. They work really well for the majority of people. It's it's a huge convenience factor. I mean, I will tell you right now, driving my Bolt and never having to go to a gas station, uh, yeah, there's something to be said about that. And, and you know, my, my cost per mile is actually not that high, but yet I'm afraid that because of how it's been pushed, there's a lot of conservatives that will just – almost poo-poo it and not even get inside and ride one, ride in one for fear they might actually like it and then want to buy one, and now all of a sudden they're a heretic because they're, they're driving an EV. That's my fear with how we're doing this. Well, and, and again, I don't, again, the government doesn't think about these things. Manufacturers doesn't think about these things. They have the worst messaging known to man, right? Let, let, let's, well, you and I were talking about this, right? Tesla, if folks you haven't known, Tesla doesn't run advertisements. For those of you that don't know, that's right. right. Like now, no, now zero you're advertising. About it and you're sitting in your car. They don't run advertising. Musk is a genius in this way. Neither does Starlink and your space. You know, some of these companies. It's your know, word of mouth, and obviously it's Tesla, right? He's done a great job with the media and with other things to get it out there. But you're 100 percent correct, Dad. Right? We even you know, we've got people we know that you know, we've suggested, right? You know, Chevrolet's coming out with a new, really cool Blazer. Right, it's going to be all EV. It's got a wow mode called wide open throttle or wide open watts, right? That lets you basically go zero to sixty in under four seconds, all electric. Which that time is going to be good either at sea level or here, Dad. Which is something that you and I, you know, performance geeks, should be excited about. But then at the end of the day, people are like, "Oh no, it's, I can't get on the EV train." It's like, no, people like the EV train's not a bad train to be on. Just be on it for the right reason. Right. I mean, right? again, the, perform- the performance side of it, Richard, you, you brought up something, too, that a lot of folks forget. At our elevation, you can buy the most performance car that you want, and depending upon how that engine is equipped, supercharged, turbocharged, or naturally aspirated, you can lose anywhere from 15 to 25 28% of its power because we don't have the air, the density, and so on at our elevation. And a naturally, you know, a, a ice engine, an internal combustion engine is a big a vacuum pump, basically, less air available means less power overall. You don't lose that in an electric vehicle. It's the same at sea level as it is at 11,000 feet. It doesn't make any difference. Well, and, and the other thing, Dad, that you don't lose, that, again, I don't think people understand, is with, obviously with a performance, with the combustion engine, right? You've got the motor, the engine in the front, and it's got to get a lot of times power to the back wheels, Right. right? So you're losing, you're yeah. losing power. Yeah, you, you lose. You, that's right. You lose horsepower in the drivetrain. That is correct. You 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 do. And with an electric motors, folks, that doesn't happen because they're correct. right at the wheels. Right. You don't lose anything. It's instantaneous and powers all the. Which again, we could talk you know a long time about that. But at the end of the day, I think you and I are saying, don't conservative folks too. Don't just jump on the train that EVs are bad. And just because of what we're saying, but what we're saying is the way the government and these companies are pushing it is the wrong way because we don't even have the technology yet that nor the capacity on the supply That's chain right. to provide EVs That's to right. as many people as they want to put in EVs. That's right. Right? That is correct. No, you're spot on. And again, I think, and some listeners have even talked about that and have reminded us that, yeah, there's a lot of things that they've got to get yet figured out. But I, you know, I like what Joe said from Jersey earlier, too. If we just got 5% of people out there driving EVs, you would also see fuel at the pump come down because demand would come down that much. I mean, it's sort of a win-win. You're, they're going to build, and this is, how, this is the reason I bought a Bolt, folks. A, I wanted to learn about it. 
I wanted to know about them. I looked at all of the different EVs that, are, that were out there. I thought that, the, that Chevrolet had the best deal for what you got when it was all said and done, which I still believe that's the case because of the, the dollar side of it and what you actually get in creature comforts and, and comfortability and, and technology and so on. I just feel like it's the best deal out there, Richard, and I, I still feel that way today. But, but I almost feel like you know we, we won't ever achieve that 5% even because a lot of conservatives just won't buy one because even though they can, they won't because they're just dead set against it. When in fact, it might be one of the best vehicles they'd ever own if they just tried it. Correct. Well, and and, they, and like you said, conservatives that way. But again, also because of how they're pushing it, that's, that's right. They're trying to shove it down everyone's throat. And again, it just doesn't work, especially in a country like America. We were founded on the idea that the government can't do that to that's you. That's right. Right. Like, I, I think at the end of the day, it, it, it will be fine. And I, I do think that we will slowly see a shift to EV. But unless they change their messaging and marketing and how they get and right. acquire materials and, and the type of materials, right, the type of That's batteries, right. rather than these lithium ions, you know, we, we move to some of these other battery you know, technologies that they're looking at. All of these factors have to keep evolving and changing. And then I think that we can, and I think that it will help a lot of different things. Guess what, folks? And oh, this will be the last thing that it will obviously help. You know, fuel costs, food costs, everything, transportation costs, because then there's more fuel right. for the diesel truck, right? That needs to run, that needs more power, and you'll well, you'll get electric trucks and all sorts of stuff. So, oh, good point. No, and by the way, it's a topic we'll continue on. Richard, thanks. Appreciate your time today. I know you're busy, so thanks for taking time out today. I appreciate it. All right, love you. Take care. Roofmax is up next, folks. Dave Hart, and Dave wants to help you with all of your roofing needs, including a complete replacement. Yes, he can fix your roof. Yes, he can extend the life of it if he can. On the same token, if he can't and your roof is beyond that that stage, he can replace it as well. RushToReason.com. Just look for Dave Hart there. It's RoofMax or Roof Savers of Colorado. It's 303-710-6916. When you replace your roof now, you're getting less and paying more. Instead of replacing your roof, get a rejuvenate with Dave Hart from RoofMax. Shingles made 15 years ago were thicker and tougher than what's on the market today. Quality materials has gone down, meaning you consistently pay more for the bare minimum. The existing material quality of your roof is probably better now than what you could get on a reasonable budget brand new. Get more life out of your roof with RoofMax. Maintain the longevity of your roof with a patented resin treatment from RoofMax so you can pay less over time. The expert installation of the RoofMax treatment adds a minimum of five guaranteed years to your roof, giving you more time with the investment you already made buying the house in the first place. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. The only recommended roof rejuvenation on KLZ 560 AM. And no, folks, I try not to rage. I know occasionally I get excited about things because that's just the kind of guy that I am, but... In this particular topic, no, I, I try to approach this very diplomatically. I own an EV. I like my EV. Am I going to go all EV, including my fleet? I can't. It, it, they don't meet the needs as they continue to get better and they meet more needs. And I, again, I'm a performance guy. You guys all know that I like performance cars. And I will tell you this, EV gives you performance that you'll never get out of an ICE engine, period, period. It's proven. The Tesla Plaid, all electric. Fastest car made right now, period. Pretty much sums it up. We'll be back. Hour number three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.